السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ reciting the Tishahud, Ta'uz, and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifat Masih V, Ayyadullah Ta'ala bin Islazi, recited verse 273 of Surah Al-Baqarah and then state, The translation is as follows. It is not thy responsibility to make them follow the right path, but Allah guides whomsoever He pleases. And whatever of wealth you spend, it is for yourself, while you spend not but to seek the favor of Allah. And whatever of the wealth you spend, it shall be paid back to you in full, and you shall not be wronged.
as it is evident, Allah the Exalted has explained in this verse that to guide or to bring someone to the right path or to put someone on the path that leads to the right direction or the correct direct destination and then keep someone steadfast on that path and that guidance eventually conveying that individual to the destination while safeguarding him from going astray and bringing about a good end depends on the grace and blessings of Allah the Exalted. It is the responsibility of Allah the Exalted alone. We may show someone the path of righteousness but it is not within our power to be able to put him on that path and to keep him steadfast on it. Thus, Allah the Exalted has taken this responsibility upon himself. An individual who tries to move towards Allah the Exalted who makes an effort to walk on that path and also offers supplications, eventually reaches a destination through the grace and blessings of Allah the Exalted. Thus, it is incumbent that after attaining guidance, we continue to make efforts to walk on that path of guidance in accordance with the ways taught by Allah the Exalted and that we continue to supplicate to Him. And as we supplicate to him and remain steadfast in that guidance, we also continue to seek his grace so that our end is good and so that our weaknesses may never lead us astray from our path to Allah the Exalted. The other aspect that Allah the Exalted has mentioned in this verse is that whatever from the best portion of your wealth you spend, it is for your own benefit. Allah the Exalted states, وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلِأَنفُسِكُمْ Whatever of the wealth you spend, it, it is for yourselves. Allah the Exalted does not keep anything in debt. Rather, he returns it manyfold. When a father throws seeds onto a field, an ignorant person may say, What has he done? He has wasted all the grains. However, a wise person knows that the seeds that have been thrown onto the field can yield thousands or even millions of grains. unless that crop may be destroyed by some calamity and does not therefore yield anything. Thus, the pure wealth that is spent in the cause of Allah the Exalted with a pure intention can yield thousands of folds in return. And indeed it does.
Ahmadis write their experiences to me and they express as to how they made sacrifices in the cause of Allah the Exalted and how Allah the Exalted paid them back manyfold. Some are also in faith or may have just recently joined the community. They examine to see as to what extent this is true, that Allah the Exalted pays back manyfold. Consequently, Allah the Exalted blesses them in order to strengthen their faith. However, the majority is such that they understand the saying of Allah the Exalted وَمَا تُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا بْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ You spend not but to seek the favour of Allah the Exalted. When they spend for religious needs, they do so in order to seek the favour of Allah the Exalted. Allah the Exalted has characterised true believers as this, that they spend in the cause of Allah the Exalted in order to seek His favour. Furthermore, Allah the Exalted is said aware of the state of such people who spend in order to acquire the pleasure of Allah the Exalted. Moreover, such people who spend in order to acquire the pleasure of Allah the Exalted are also able to witness the blessings of Allah the Exalted as to how He accepts their sacrifices and provides for them in return and this, in fact, further increases them in faith. Hence, Allah the Exalted states that I do not keep alone. If you spend out of your pure wealth in order to seek my favor and for the sake of my faith and upon my command, then I will also provide for you in return. The condition is that the wealth should be pure. Hence, people living in the developed countries should be particularly mindful of the fact that they should earn a pure livelihood. They should not deceive government institutions in order to earn more, personally earning and also receiving benefits from the government through false statements. Such people acquire unlawful money from the government. They do not pay taxes which are the due right of the government and an obligation upon every citizen. And they will deprive other people of their rights. Furthermore, they also become a hindrance regarding this very amount, which can be spent on other means for the progress of the country. Most significantly, they lie through these false statements. All of these matters are wrong and sins and will distance a person from acquiring pure wealth. Then in relation to pure wealth, there is the which is acquired in an incorrect manner through other means as well. Earning wealth through occupations which Allah the Exalted has forbidden is also not pure wealth. Nevertheless, Allah the Exalted states that I do not merely accept the sacrifice of pure wealth as made in order to seek my favour, but he says, I pay it back to you in full and I do so through various means. Allah the Exalted never wrongs anyone. It is man himself who commits various misdeeds and wrongs and harms himself by disobeying the commandments of Allah the Exalted. 
by the grace of Allah the Exalted, there are thousands, as a matter of fact, hundreds of thousands of Ahmadis who have acquired the favors of Allah the Exalted and who have experienced and comprehended this promise of Allah the Exalted. I will present the example of a few of these. We are witnessing and reading about these sacrifices from the time of the Promised Messiah and we are able to witness them even today. These are not stories of the past as to how Hamdis make sacrifices despite unfavorable circumstances in order to seek the favor and pleasure of Allah the Exalted. Today, the new year of Tehrik Jadid will be announced in the Friday sermon as well. Therefore, I will present some incidents in relation to this. A missionary from Sierra Leone writes that there is a new convert in the region of Lunsar, Kumara Sahib. When he was informed about Tehrik Jadid and the blessings of Chanda, i.e. financial sacrifice, he paid the Chanda arm as well as his contribution towards Tehrik Jadid. He was a poor man and the little amount that he was left over was enough for him to buy rice for the month. However, he also contributed this towards Tehrik Jadid. The missionary says that only a few days later this individual came again and said that the day I paid the chanda for Tehrik Jadid, the very next day the company said that we have transferred you to another department where the salary is twofold and also there are other benefits as well. He further says, Allah the Exalted showed me a glimpse of the blessings which I had heard about were attached to and granted by Allah the Exalted as a result of paying Chanda. He then says, From now on, I will pay the chanda for Tehrik Jadid along with the chanda arm every month. Then the missionary in the region of Port Loco relates an incident. Observe how Allah the Exalted blesses people who make sacrifices despite being poor, and how this fact becomes a means of further increasing their faith. He says that the incident is as follows that there is a village by the name of Sanda Magbolon Toro. Ahmadi by the name Muhammad Sahib lives there and he was unable to fulfill the promise he had written for Tehrik Jadid. When the end of the year approached, he said that I did not have anything but a few cups of rice. He had a small amount of rice, perhaps a kilo or a kilo and a half. He sold the rice and completed his promise. He says that the following day, a distant relative of mine sent me back a sack of rice along with some money as a gift. He further says that my faith increased greatly. I had merely given a few cups of rice in the cause of Allah and in return he provided me with a hundred kilos as well as some money. 
Then the missionary of Guinea-Bissau writes, which also highlights the standard of sacrifice of the poor and how Allah the Exalted rejuvenates their faith. There is a member in the Jamaat of Kabodo, Diallo Sahib. When he was informed of the importance of the Chanda Fatariq Jadid, he immediately put his hand in his pocket and contributed an amount of 1,000 francs which he had in his pocket and said that I was heading to the market with this amount in order to buy some food items for my children. After paying the chanda, he returned home. He did not have any money at home. As he used to fish, he took his fishing rod and went fishing in order to provide some food for his children. He says that I cast my net in order to catch some fish. He did not have a fishing rod, but used a net to fish. I cast my net in order to catch some fish, and within an hour he says that Allah the Exalted filled my net with 73 kilos of fish. Furthermore, the other fishermen who were with him also saw this and said that you are very fortunate to have caught such a large amount within an hour, as we were unable to catch such an amount even in one night. He says that at the time I thought and said that this is the blessings of Chanda Futehrika Jadid, which I paid just an hour ago. I paid everything I had. Following this, he returned to the mission house as his profits had increased, and he paid more Chanda. They are poor, but they are very open-hearted. When Allah the Exalted blesses them, their hearts do not close, and their hands do not become tied. Rather, they give again so that Allah the Exalted blesses them again. Amir Sahib of Congo writes, A Muallim from the Jamaat in the Bandundu region encouraged the members of the Jamaat to participate in Tahirik Jadid. I had instructed all the Jamaats to try and increase participation and this message was forwarded to everyone. At the time, they did not have any funds to make a monetary contribution as they were relatively poor. The locals of this Jamaat were from a small village. They chopped wood from the jungle and made coal from it and packed it in sacks. Since they had no customers in their village, they set off on a journey on the river. There are many rivers in the Congo, hence people travel over the river. They completed the difficult journey and took everything to a new city and sold it all. The amount they collected from selling the wood was 96,000 francs and they decided as a Jamaat to contribute the entire amount towards Tariqa Jadid. Hence, Allah has granted the Promised Messiah such exceptional followers and He mentioned about them in His lifetime as well. He saw examples and stated, I am astonished at how much people offer sacrifices. In the beginning, when Hazrat Muslim initiated Tahdik Jadid, he shared criteria for donations by the poor. He stated that if someone has eggs, they should donate it. If someone has money, they should offer that. Even today, we observe how people spend in the way of Allah for His sake and to attain His pleasure.
A missionary from Guinea-Bissau writes, There is a 50-year-old Ahmadi woman who resides in a very remote area called Kapukare. She is quite poor and has no source of income. Some time ago, the members in that area were encouraged to participate in Tehdik Jadid. She made a pledge saying, I do not have anything except small chicken. I will raise it, then sell it and contribute whatever is received from it towards Tehdik Jadid. After some time, there was an epidemic among the chickens in that area, and her chicken also fell ill. Relatives advised her to slaughter her chicken before it dies. However, she stated, I will not do this. She prayed, O Allah, I have nothing in my possession other than this chicken, so I implore your help. Please save its life. She says, When I woke up the next day, the chicken had recovered fully. I raised it for 20 days and handed it over to the Muallim as my contribution. People assert that they cannot witness any signs. If one's relation with Allah the Almighty is true and one's intention is sincere, then God Almighty will show them signs. It is these signs that become a source of increasing people in their faith. There is another example of the benevolence shown by Allah the Almighty. A Mualim from the Mara region in Tanzania writes, There is a faithful young Ahmadi man whose name is Rashid Hussain Sahib who owns a small food store. He paid off his entire contribution for Tehrik al-Jadid according to his pledge. At the end of the year, the Mualim encouraged everyone who could do so for more for Tehrik al-Jadid. This did not apply to Rashid Hussain Sahib as he was struggling financially at the time and he was not hopeful that the items left over in his store would sell soon. In any case, he states, I had in my possession 3,000 shillings which I offered as a donation. He returned to the Mulim the very same night and said, Something extraordinary occurred today. I had nothing other than the amount which I donated and I was not hopeful regarding the sale of the remaining items in my store. I was anxious that people would not purchase these items. However, Allah the Almighty blessed me because of offering Jandah and helped me in an extraordinary manner. In the afternoon, a customer came and purchased all the items which I thought were difficult to sell. I did 23,000 shillings in that sale. All of this was due to the blessings of offering Jandah and Allah the Almighty blessed my income. Ajana Sahib, a new convert from a city called Bangi in Central Africa, mentions an incident in which one can witness how Allah the Exalted bestows His favours to strengthen people's faith. He states, I had accepted Ahmadiyyat eight months earlier and there was a tremendous change in me during this time. I would listen to the Friday sermons and watched MTA regularly.
One day, when I heard the following words in the Friday sermon, those who spend in the way of Allah are not poor, and Allah blesses their wealth. It was during this time the missionary sahib was encouraging members to participate in tehdik jadid I only had 500 francs, which I offered as chanda, but then I became worried about how will I eat at night. Later I recalled the words of Hazrat Khalif al-Masih that Allah returns many-fold. I had already donated those 500 pounds. So I thought to myself, let us witness what Allah the Almighty does now. At the time he was a new convert and there were some weaknesses in his faith as well. This meant that as such he had not become firm in his faith at the time. But despite this he was changing steadily and had pious intentions. He states, I stayed in the mission house for three to four hours. During this time a relative called me on the telephone and said, I have some diamonds that I would like to sell in your city, but I do not know anyone there. I would like for you to assist me in this regard. He further says, I took him to a diamond merchant where they buy and sell diamonds. After selling the diamonds, my relative, or perhaps it was his friend, gave me 27,000 as a present. In addition to this, the person who bought the diamonds also gave me 10,000 francs as a gift. He states, I had donated 500 francs, but Allah the Almighty blessed me with 37,000 francs in return within a few hours. This incident strengthened me in my faith. A lady from the UK writes in regards to the treatment afforded her by God Almighty, which in turn further increased her in her faith. She states, I had already paid my contribution for Tehrik al-Jadid. However, I received a message from our local president that they required more funds in order to complete their target. At the time, I thought that I could not possibly contribute any more because whatever money I had left was to be spent somewhere else. Nevertheless, I eventually decided to donate whatever money I had towards the chandra. The next day, I checked my bank account and noticed that I had unexpectedly been paid money into my account for my work and it was four times the amount I had contributed towards the chandra. Such examples are not only found in Africa, but here in Europe as well. Such examples are witnessed of how God Almighty blesses those who offer sacrifices with pure attentions. Amisai from Burkina Faso writes, There is a gentleman in Kolu, Sawadu Sahib, who contributes 100 francs every month towards Tehrik Jadid. Once someone gifted him three goats 
and he donated one of them towards Tehrik al-Jadid and kept the other two for himself. God Almighty blessed the goats so much that he now owns many animals and instead of a hundred francs he now gives one thousand francs towards Tehrik al-Jadid every month. Another example of offering sacrifice with such sincerity and devotion is from Benin. The missionary of Lokosa region writes, A flood had swept through most of the areas in Lokosa region, and all the roads leading into the area had been blocked as a result. Some Jamaats were able to be contacted via phone, but since the area is situated along the border, Therefore, it was difficult to get through to most of the Jamaats. The local missionary suggested that they could request the police to use their motorboat and thereby reach their members in the affected areas and inquire about their well-being. We spoke to the police and they agreed on the condition that we fill the boat with petrol. Thus, we reached there and met the local president. Upon meeting him, he began to cry. We knew that he had suffered a great loss owing to the floods. His land had been destroyed, and even one of his rooms in, of his house had collapsed. Therefore I consoled him that God Almighty grant him blessings, and he will be able to recover the loss. Upon this he said, I am not crying over my loss. In fact, prior to the flooding, I had collected my chanda and was waiting for the muallim so that I could give it to him. However, due to the flooding, all of the roads were blocked, and I was greatly concerned. I prayed to God Almighty to bring about some means, as there was no way to reach the murkas, i.e. the headquarters, and there were only a few days left. Thus, when you came to visit us and inquire about us, they did not go to collect the chanda, rather to inquire about their well-being. I was overcome with emotion as to how quickly God Almighty accepted my prayer and I was able to fulfill this obligation of mine. He was not concerned the least about his personal loss. Rather, he was concerned about fulfilling his pledge he made for the sake of Allah the Almighty, offer his sacrifice in order to acquire the nearness of God Almighty. Hence, he wished to offer his contribution on time. Ibn Sahib, the Secretary for Tehrik al-Jadid Collection in Karnataka, India, writes, This is another example of the treatment afforded by Allah Almighty. A khadim from the city of Gulbarga was employed by a company in Bangalore on a salary of 20,000 rupees per month. According to the rate prescribed by Hazrat Muslimah, which constitutes as an exemplary sacrifice, he was also encouraged to offer 50% of one month's salary towards Tariq al-Jadid. Despite the difficulty in his personal circumstances at home, he pledged to contribute 10,000 rupees. His relatives advised him against promising half of his month's salary as he would find it difficult to pay since he had only recently been employed. However, he said that Hazrat Muslimah has stated that until one does not endeavour their utmost, the angels of God Almighty do not grant power and strength. Hence, he insisted that he will pay this amount. Only a few days had passed 
that he received a job offer from another company. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, his current monthly salary is approximately 127,000 rupees. He said that this was all owing to the blessings of Chanda. The Secretary for Tehrik Jadid in Kerala in India writes, One of our very sincere Hamdi members makes an outstanding contribution towards Tehrik Jadid. He owns a furniture business and during the tour of Wakilul Mal, he showed him his factories but informed him that recently he had been experiencing some difficult circumstances in his business and even requested him to especially pray whilst in the factory. Despite this, he promised to give 1.5 million rupees. However, during the course of the year, he was only able to pay 200,000 rupees. There was little time left, and he was extremely concerned and anxious to how this amount would be paid. He also wrote to me as well that there were only a few days left and sought prayers that may God Almighty enable him to fulfill pledge. He states that only a few hours had passed that he received a large amount of money in his account, as a result of which he was not only able to fulfill his pledge, but also contributed more than his pledge. And through this money he was also able to fulfill his needs in relation to his business. The Mualim of Nati region in Benin writes, A member from Katampoti Jamaat was requested for Tehrik Jadid and he immediately contributed 3,000 francs. The Mualim says, I was quite astounded at this and inquired how he gave such a large amount because previously, despite urging him, he would never give more than 500 francs. He replied, I was very negligent in my contribution towards Chanda. However, I noticed this would consequently lead to an increase in my worries and stresses, and the produce for my land was also poor. Hence, the last time I gave Chanda, I did with the intention that I will experience for myself the blessings of Chanda. Thus, I personally witnessed that God Almighty indeed grants help from such unknown means and fulfills one's needs and He also blessed my land. So now I have experienced this for myself. Therefore, before you even asked, I had increased my chanda sixfold. The president of the Vaughan Jamaat in Canada narrates an account of a young member. He states, In October we were working to collect the pledges people had made for Tehrik Jadid. He advised the children at home as well. And they gave more than the amount they had pledged out of their pocket money. 
His daughters, who had just completed her course in engineering, had some money which she contributed towards the chanda. Prior to this, she gave many job interviews but was unsuccessful. The very next day, after giving her chanda, she had an interview and came back from it extremely happy. She said that there was a hidden power that was supporting her throughout the interview. The company which interviewed her had interviewed many other candidates as well and said that they would announce their selection at the end of the year. She said that the interview went well but would only find out about the outcome at the end of the year. However, only two days after having given the interview, she received a call that she had been selected and she will begin work in February 2020. The next day she received another call to say that the other candidates who were selected will begin work in February, but she could start from November of this year. This incident strengthened this young girl's faith and she witnessed the blessings of God Almighty. In every country, God Almighty is revealing incidents where He grants blessings to those who offer sacrifices. The missionary in Moscow writes, One of the members, Zayed Sahib, who is from the city of Bukhara in Uzbekistan, and for a long time has been travelling to Moscow for work. He comes to Moscow for work and after earning some money he then returns to Uzbekistan. His wife was initially hesitant to perform bed, but upon further research and seeking prayers she had the opportunity to do bed. A short while ago they were both informed about contributing towards Tehrika Jadid and Vakfa Jadid and he told me that these days he was driving a taxi in Uzbekistan and his wife worked as a seamstress. They both have a rule that they divide their total income into three parts. One is for their children, the other is for their household requirements, and the third is sacrifice in the way of Allah the Almighty. In this way, they both live peacefully and contently, and their family life is filled with prosperity. Zai Sahib stated that since they start contribute towards the Chanda, God Almighty had granted him with special blessings and also blessed their income so much that they have never experienced it previously. The missionary in charge of Russia writes, Ruslan Sahib works as a chef in Moscow. He recently took out a large loan to build a house and for a while was working double shifts in order to pay off that loan. One day he called me and said he would like to immediately pay his chanda. Upon inquiring the reason, he said, A substantial amount of my wages from my previous employment was withheld by my employer. He also wrote for prayers as well, and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, 
this sum of money was returned to me. Following this, I had a tense desire to pay my chanda as quickly as possible. Thereafter, he sent a large amount according to his circumstances to the missionary. A young lady from Germany writes, I was two months pregnant. She has given birth now and the child is two years old. At the time, I prayed intensely and pledged to pay 100 euros towards Tariqajadid every month. As a result, Allah the Almighty enabled me to pass through the remaining seven months without any issues and removed all complications. Allah the Almighty granted me with a son, and even now I am honoring my pledge of contributing every month towards Tariqajadid. Even in this part of the world, which is heavily immersed in materialism, and people are moving away from God. However, God Almighty is bestowing His blessings upon the Ahmadis, whereby not only does He grant proof of His existence, but also establishing the reality and truthfulness of the Jamaat. The missionary in Latvia writes, One member, Wahidu Sahib, who is Latvian, but originally from Bukhara, Uzbekistan, had the opportunity to accept Ahmadiyyat a few years ago. By the grace of Allah, he is increasing in his loyalty and sincerity. After witnessing his kind treatment, his wife also performed the bed last year. He continues by saying, He informed me about paying Chanda over the phone. Wahidu Sahib said, I work for six months in Uzbekistan and for the other six months I work in Russia. This year I bought a flat in Bukhara for which I had to sell my car. He further says, When I went to Russia for work, I thought to myself that I ought to enter into a, a deal with God Almighty. Hence, I began giving chanda with the intention that God Almighty will grant things through the chanda and enable me to buy a car. Having given the chanda, God Almighty bestowed me with so much blessings in my work that aside from my household needs, I had enough money to left over to buy a car. Thus, when I returned to Bukhara, I bought a car which was better than the one I previously owned that Anna had to sell in order to purchase a flat. He then says, this was only due to the blessings of giving chanda, otherwise it was impossible for me to save enough money. Dinri then says that since he had performed bad recently, he said that it had greatly increased him in his faith. A missionary in Guinea-Bissau writes, There was a member of the community who, despite being an Ahmadi by birth and advising him on several occasions, he never participated in the Tehrika Jadid. He started a business in making blocks and made blocks out of 40 bags of cement. In the night, it rained, which damaged the blocks he had made, and he incurred a complete loss. He then says, I slept in a state of great distress, and saw in a dream that my late father came to me and said, Have you given all of your chandas? Saying this, he left. Idris Sahib then says, As soon as I woke up, I went straight to the mission house, and said to the missionary sahib 
that since he was advising about giving Tehrikir Jadid, I would like to pay towards this scheme, but I only have thousand francs with me. After giving the chanda, God Almighty enabled him to recover the loss he had made, and he secured a contract worth 800,000 francs. Through this, he managed to pay off his debts and also entered into the Al-Wasiyat scheme. All this increased him in his faith. A member of Mayotte Island, Ali Muhammad Sahib, did not always have employment. He says, Ever since I have given my Tehrik Jadid Chanda, I have had no problem in finding work. As soon as I finish from one employment, I find work immediately, and I have been in employment ever since I have paid my Chanda. This is a new Jamaat that has been established only for a few years, but it is a Jamaat that is increasing in their loyalty and sincerity. Amisaib of Indonesia writes Oriyanu Sahib, an Ahmadi member of the Pegantan Jamaat, lives alone as his wife had passed away. It is astounding to see just how he organized methods to pay agenda. His members are very loyal and sincere. Amir Sahib says, Oriyanu Sahib was a poor man and a farmer by profession. His children are all married and his wife had passed away. On many occasions he would go with the missionary for tabligh and tarbiyat purposes. He has a small plot of land and farmers generally earn an income after a few months, perhaps three or four months later. However, he was regular in his janda and would pay every... On one occasion, the missionary asked, your crops give yield after three or four months, yet you are regular in paying your chanda. Oriyanusai replied, I have devised a method in order to pay chanda regularly, in that I have separated a small portion of my land on which I have planted banana trees. The technique I have used is that after a certain time of planting the first tree, I planted the next one. Then after a while, I planted the next tree. In this way, the banana trees give yield all year round, as a result of which I sell the produce every month and give all the earnings towards Chanda. Amisa of Indonesia writes, A new convert from Pasir Bengalian Jamaat recently pledged allegiance, and despite severe opposition from his wife, he is steadfast. When the new year of Tehrik Jadid began, the missionary went to him in order for him to partake in this financial jihad. The new convert pledged to give 500,000 Indonesian rupees, although the value of the Indonesian rupee is significantly less. Nevertheless, this was a large amount. This was a substantial amount for him. He was an honorary teacher and had a low income. The missionary asked him again whether he would be able to pay it, as he had pledged such a large amount, in case he is put into difficulty owing to it. He replied with conviction that this is my pledge. 
Thus in Ramadan he was asked to pay his promised amount, and he paid it in full. One day one of his relatives gave him an envelope containing money as a gift. Without opening the envelope, he immediately went to the Sadr Jamaat and gave him the envelope, saying that whatever amount is in there he would like to give it towards his Tariq Jadid promise. When the Sadr Jamaat opened the envelope, he found that there was exactly 500,000 Nizin rupees, which was the full amount of his promise. Children learning the importance of sincerity and sacrifice is another transformation witnessed among the followers of the Prophet which he instilled within us. A missionary from Ghana writes, A short while ago, I spoke to a Jamaat with regards to financial sacrifice, especially Tehrika Jadid. I emphasize on the fact we ought to encourage children to partake and give Janda with their own hands. On the following week, after the Friday prayers, a tifl, aged approximately 9 or 10 years old, brought some money for me and presented it for Tehrik Jadid. Upon inquiry, he told me that he had asked his parents for money to give towards Tehrik Jadid Chanda. However, due to some reason, he was not given the money, or his parents did not have the money. He said, I took a job working at a shop, and I am giving what I earned for Chanda. Then there is another incident from Sierra Leone. A local Muallim, Bashiru Sahib, writes, I advised the members of the Sabu Jamaat about giving Tehrika Jadid Chanda. In this time, a child who was approximately 9 or 10 years old came carrying a pile of firewood on his head. He said to the Muallim, Buy the firewood from me and whatever amount is received for it, put that towards my chanda for Tehrika Jadid. The Muallim bought the firewood from him and gave him a receipt. Later he even returned the firewood to him, saying that his chanda had been received. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the wealth of all these people and increase them in their faith. This sort of sacrifice, in which one has to work or go to the jungle to collect wood, and then sell it, is a concept which the children here are unable to relate to, as the conditions here are better. Undoubtedly, there are excellent examples of sacrifice here as well. There are some children who gave their entire pocket money, or that they were saving money to buy something, but instead they gave away that amount. Nonetheless, we find examples of sincerity and loyalty everywhere, each sacrificing according to their own situations. May Allah the Almighty continue to increase them in their sincerity and loyalty. I will now mention some details of the sacrifices God Almighty enabled the followers of the Promised Messiah to present. And the manner in which they offer these sacrifices shows that it would not have been possible without the support and succor of God Almighty. Only Allah the Almighty has the power to change one's heart and instill the spirit with person, young and old, irrespective of where Ahmadis reside in the world. Anyone who possesses intellect would understand that this alone is proof of the truthfulness of the Promised Messiah. Nonetheless, 
As mentioned earlier, I will now present some details. By the grace of Allah, on 31st of October, the 85th year of Tehrika Jadid came to a close, and the 86th year has begun. In this year, 13.6 million pounds was offered in the way of Tehrika Jadid scheme. And by the grace of Allah, this amount is an increase of 802,000 pounds from the previous year. This year, the currency of Pakistan has devalued significantly owing to the political and economic problems. They are in a difficult situation. May God Almighty have mercy on them. You ought to pray for Pakistan. May Allah the Almighty bless the Ahmadis in Pakistan. Subsequently, they were unable to retain their usual position and thus overall Germany's first. Pakistan stood second, UK was third. Previously I would remove Pakistan from the list as they always took first position and mentioned details about the countries aside from Pakistan. Therefore, despite the fact that Pakistan was second, I will now mention details about the first 10 countries. Outside of Pakistan, Germany was first. After Pakistan, UK was second. Then USA, Canada, India. Then a country in the Middle East. Indonesia, Australia, Ghana. Then another country in the Middle East. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, despite the dire situation in Pakistan, and in fact the economic situation of the entire world has worsened, the collection in terms of local currency has increased. The positions of the first three countries in terms of this, the country in the Middle East stood first, India second, This is in terms of percentage increase in their currency. Then it is Canada, Germany, UK, Ghana, Pakistan, Indonesia, USA and Australia. In terms of the contribution per person, the first three countries are as follows. Switzerland is first, followed by USA, Singapore, UK is fourth, Sweden is fifth and then the remaining positions. In terms of overall contribution, the outstanding Jamaas from Africa are Ghana is first, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Tanzania, Gambia, Benin. There has been a lot of attention drawn towards increasing the number of participants in the previous years. And more than the amount to be collected, the Jamaats were given targets of how many members that ought to participate. By the grace of Allah, the number of participants this year is over 1.827 million and 112,000 people participated in the scheme for the first time. From the countries of Africa that had significant increase in members who contributed are Niger, 
Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Cameroon, Benin, Senegal, Guinea-Bissau, Ivory Coast, Tanzania, Guinea-Conakry. Among the larger marts in terms of increasing their total contributors are Bangladesh, Canada, Malaysia, India, Indonesia, Germany, UK, USA and Australia. According to the central records, by the grace of God Almighty, the accounts of those belonging to Daftar Avul are a total of 5,907. 36 of those are still alive and pay the chanda themselves. And as for those who have passed away, their heirs and sincere members of the Jamaat are continuing them. Germany stood first. The first 10 Jamaats are Rodemark, Neuss, Pinneberg, Mediabad, Ansaberg. It is written in Urdu. Perhaps it is not read in this way. Kiel, Florsheim, Weingarten, Köln. The first 10 local Jamaats in Germany are Hamburg, Frankfurt, Grossgero, Morfilden, Ditzenberg, Wiesbaden, Reichstadt, Amstadt, Mannheim and Azelheim. In Pakistan, with respect to the total contribution to Tariq Jadid scheme, the standings are Lahore is first, Rabwa second, third is Lachi. The ten districts with the most contributions is Islamabad is first, Sialkot, Faisalabad, Gujranwala, Umarkot, Hyderabad, Mirpur Khas, Kasur, Tobateg Singh and Mir Azad Kashmir. The outstanding Jamaat in terms of their total contributions are Defence Lahore Amarat, Township Lahore, Amarat Kant Alpindi, Raulpindi, Multan, Amarat Azizabad Karachi, Amarat Delegate Lahore, Koita, Peshawar and Bhawalnagar. The five small Jamaats of Pakistan are Vakant, Sabandast, Kokurgarbi, Chaknao, Pratniara and Juinda. The first five regions in the UK are Betul Fatul region, Masjid Fazl, Midlands, Betul Hassan and Islamabad. In terms of overall contribution, the ten large Jamaats of the UK are Masjid Fazl, Worcester Park, Islamabad, Aldershot, Putney, New Malden, Gillingham, Birmingham West, Glasgow and Scunthorpe. In terms of smaller Jamaats, Swansea is first, Spin Valley, Keithley, North Wales and Northampton. In terms of total contribution among the USA Jamaats is as follows, Silver Spring, Los Angeles, Silicon Valley, Seattle, Central Virginia, Detroit, Chicago, Oshkosh, Houston, Georgia South and Virginia. Total contribution from local Amalits in Canada is as follows. Calgary is first, Peace Village, Vancouver, Mississauga and Saskatoon. The five small Jamaats are Edmonton West is first, Durham, Bradford, Hamilton, and Ottawa West. The ten Jamaats 
in India for their total contribution are Keralai, Kadian, Patapriyam, Hyderabad, Kumbitore, Pangari, Bangalore, Calicut, Calcutta and Yadgir. The ten provinces of India are Kerala, Karnatak, Tamil Nadu, Telangana, Jammu Kashmir, Orissa, Punjab, Bengal, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh. The economic and political situation of Kashmir is very dire, but the Jamaats there have sacrificed a lot. The first ten Jamaats in Australia for total contribution are as follows. Castle Hill, Melbourne, Berwick, Melbourne Long Warren, ACD Canberra, Marsden Park, Adelaide South, Penrith, Montreat, Parramatta, and Adelaide West. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the work and progeny of all of those who offered sacrifice.